Hey, what's up? And welcome. You're listening to Sneak Up on the Pedestrian Podcast Network. Proudly brought to you by Platypus Shoes. Sneak Up will keep you in the know across things like music, art, dance, and all-around culture. Those little thoughts that sneak up in your brain, we're going to chat about them. My name is Jack, your host and avatar for all these epic conversations that we're set to have together. On today's first ever episode, we're recording live from Commune in Surrey Hills, Sydney, home of the latest installment of Van's very own House of Vans. We've got the pleasure of chatting with a man that to many needs no introduction, Tony Alva. Tony is most widely known as a pioneer of vertical skateboarding and as an original member of the Zephyr Competition skateboarding team, aka the Z-Boys. With skateboarding becoming more and more popular, both in areas like fashion and scene and its inclusion in the Tokyo 2020 Olympics, what better time to chat? Tony. Thank you for having me. Thank you, dude. It's such a pleasure. So I guess um, probably the first thing that I wanted to ask is, what exactly are you doing here? Well, you know, the House of Vans is something that we do internationally. We do the House of Vans events all over the world. And it's really exciting because it involves not only what we love to do, you know, on a daily basis, um, that involves um, skateboarding and music and art, but also being here in Sydney, there's a connection to a few other things that are significant in the cultural um, lifestyles of of a lot of the youth here, and and it's connected to even surfing. And we're just going to have like an event that involves um, creative expression, that involves... um, people being attached to, I think, um, what the city's all about, kind of have that vibe of just like a lot of people together, just having a good time. Cool. So what's actually going to be going down? Oh, yeah, there's going to be bands playing later in the afternoon, but there'll be some skateboarding going on. Um, we have different areas where that will um, have art projects for people to be involved in. Um, we will have a, a screening area. Um, the list goes on. We have quite a few Quite a few things. I mean, that's just that's just the tip of the iceberg. For sure, but, there's a lot you know, of bases to cover. Definitely, but I think the skateboarding for me is really exciting. And I, obviously, um, being here from the States, um, I get to meet one-on-one a lot of the kids, you know, whether they be fans or not. Um, and just um, the meet and greet part for me is really exciting because I just, you know, I don't always get the opportunity to come like 10,000 miles across the planet and then just have a bunch of, uh, you know, just enthusiastic youth that that are reaching out to um, to be a part of my experience and to be a part of my story, you know, as a professional skateboarder. And it goes way beyond just riding the, the board, you know. I think that uh, for me, a lot of times it's about it's sharing my experience and sharing my vision and and just my my hope and and my strengths you know and hopefully they get something from that because i know i get something from just being in contact with the kids nowadays um i've had the opportunity to be an ambassador for vans for quite a few years and uh it's a wonderful experience based on just giving back a little bit you know and hopefully i can do that sick and is there anyone in particular that you're tipping you're really keen to meet now that you're in sydney any young skaters (laughs) um you know everybody and anybody that's that's involved with vans is part of my family. So it's really kind of like having a good time and, and organically being involved in the evolution of skateboarding. And I'm just here to be one of the kids. In a way, you know, it's it's cool because I don't know who that person is yet, but I'm sure that I will meet them and I'm sure that it's going to happen. It, whether it's one person, 10, 100, 1,000, whatever, you know. Um, it's kind of funny because I think about, you know, the day and age that we're in right now with um, like social networking and stuff. And um, when I first started doing like a couple pictures on Instagram, I was kind of like, well, you know, 
I don't really need to do this and I'm not really into it, but I'll do it if it's fun. And it became fun, you know, and I started putting different pictures, maybe just once a month, just to see what would happen, Mm -hmm. see if people appreciated it. Well, I don't know how long it's been because, you know, Instagram's relatively new still, but it just accumulated through being involved in it just for fun. I think I have like 110,000 followers now and it's nothing but love, you know, it's really positive. It's really cool. There's not a lot of problems with where um, I have to confront somebody due to their opinion or any negative input. Um, I can take the criticism and take it or leave it. You know, it's not a big deal to me, but most of the things that I do involving even my social networking is based around being creative and having fun. For sure. That was kind of following into my next question, I guess, is like, you know, from what I've heard, the Z-Boys and Dogtown in general seem to be this really like quite tough, rough place to, to be skating. <laughs> is, would you say that it's, um, that, that sort of tough vibe still exists in skating? Has it oh, changed? yes. Oh, yes. Because skateboarders are like really, um, as far as athletes, we're, we're pretty like indestructible to a certain extent. Oh, yeah, well, Even so, though we're hurt. flesh and blood. <laughs> Skateboarders are known for being really rugged and very tough and what the roots of it comes from surfing, you know, so we're sidewalk surfers, but you know, it's a lot different when you fall off your surfboard and you just swim in and la da da, you know, you get your board, you paddle mm. back out. Not that surfing is not tough because it is, believe me, there's some spots even near here in Sydney that can really do some damage to you if you don't know what you're doing out there. Um, but skateboarding, it definitely brings out some rugged parts of people's character and it takes some determination to fall and get up on the board and do it again and be able to accomplish something through pure um, determination, you know, and being determined to uh, be indomitable, you know, and just go out there and just really not accept defeat, you know. And so um, I think when we were young, we had to be that way. That's how we survived. You know, we were street kids. But at the same time, we had that attitude of like, you know, it was like pretty much an FU attitude, you know, it was just like, it's us against them. We're skaters. You don't understand us. It was kind of the original punk rock attitude. And we took it to another level. But like I said, it comes from something very beautiful and aesthetically to me. One of my favorite things in the world is to get up in the morning and go surfing. It comes from something very beautiful mm. and kind of almost hippie ethos. Yeah. You know, a little, yeah. Like groovy, you know. Mm. So, but skateboarding is really edgy. It's always had that edginess to it. It's always had that attitude of aggressiveness, and it's always been a bit comp- competitive, you know. So I think at this level, skateboarding technically is amazing, and it's, there's no limit to where you can take it. But I also think I've seen just lately the camaraderie in skateboarding has gotten a lot better. It's gotten more fluid. It's become more of kind of has a family ethos to it. And I think, especially with the Vans team in general, like our team internationally is a big family. And so when you go to different cities and you hook up with your bros, you know, with your brothers, and you're actually out there skateboarding with them and stuff, it's a really cool experience. It's very much an expression session, you know? Expression session. Yeah, I it's, love it's that really dude. cool, man. That's it's really, really nice. cool. It's a really cool thing to be involved in. And it's not about being the best, it's not about showing everybody up, it's more about sharing. Sick. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so you've said there that like you think there's a lot more camaraderie involved in skating nowadays. How do you think that 
it, the main changes have taken place compared, like skating now compared to how skating was in the 70s? Well, because of what you mentioned to begin with, and you asked me about the Dogtown Boys. I mean, mm. the Dogtown Boys, we didn't love nobody but us. Why? You know, it was all about our crew. Well, we were very competitive. We were very territorial. Um, the surfers that we grew up around were super territorial. They had these certain spots, and you could not come in or right. even get out without being part of that family. It was more of that wolf pack attitude. And I don't think that skateboarding is as much the wolf pack attitude anymore. I think it's got it's grown beyond that because of the fact that it's not only an international phenomenon, but it's also something that even though it came from Southern California, the culture involved with skateboarding is that we want everybody to be a part of it, you know, and to love it and stuff. And and we're not all, you know, peace flowers, you know, love vibe all the time. There's definitely some some moments uh the us against them thing still exists as far as skateboarders and authority but i think when it comes to other skaters we're much more open to let everybody have their little part of the pie whatever you want to you know we're all sharing that that love for that flavor you know the flavor of of skateboarding is like you know okay what's the flavor of the day you know we're all mm -hmm. going to go out street skating or we're going to go skate pools or we're going to go skate like the new skate park in sydney or whatever you know and there's just different flavors you know there's apple pie one day and there's strawberry rhubarb the next <laughs> you know whatever so but it's still skateboarding and it's still it's the same pie it's just different flavors oh well, sounds pretty yummy yeah it is good i mean <laughs> life is yummy if you want to make it such mm. but um, i just recipe. i've always felt that skateboarding has given me the opportunity to really share something that I really love and to travel around the world doing it is priceless, you know. And if you find something that you really love in your life and you get to do it for a living, you've pretty much found something that a lot of people search for their entire life. For sure. And I'm, I'm grateful for, you know, what surfing and skateboarding in my life represents because it represents freedom, you know. And that freedom is priceless. <laughs> for sure. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to our interview with Tony in just a moment. For now, though, here's a word from our sponsor. All we ever hear is be them, do that, want this, act different. But what if all it took was trusting the way you do things? You're listening to Sneak Up, a platypus shoes podcast for the kinds of people that do things their own way. I want to touch there on what you said about like it becoming this global sort of community of skaters. Like, I mean, you know, it started in the US and it moved to a whole bunch of Western countries. But nowadays, I'm sure there's, there's skating everywhere. What do you think some of those other like more unexpected countries are bringing to the skate scene that were never there before? Well, there's different styles. I mean, you can go from the difference, the way that a Brazilian skateboarder approaches skateboarding to a, a kid from Japan. You know, it's just like everybody has a different accent to what they do. Like when you see like a rock band from Melbourne or, you know, a punk band from Melbourne is different from a punk band from L.A. or New York or London or whatever. You know, everybody has a different style and approach to what they're doing, even though it can be the same genre. It will be done in a stylistically different um flavor back to the flavor thing you know <laughs> but i think it represents style really where does your where do your roots come from i mean the street cred that comes from punk rock music and from skateboarding has always been synonymous but i can tell a band the difference between a band from london and a band from melbourne in a, in a heartbeat you know what i'm saying yeah and the similar way that i can tell a kid that's from sao paulo brazil and a kid that's from los angeles street skating at the same time like, for some reason, I will know instantly which kid came from the third world country, you know? Yeah. And a lot of times what it has to do is with gratitude, too. I mean, like, I see these kids that come out of these really bad neighborhoods, and they don't have anything, you know, to live for except for skateboarding. And they find that passion in their life, and it takes them to a new place, you know? Um, 
and wow, it's really, really, uh, it's a pretty miraculous transformation that you can see when you see some kid that never really expected anything except pure enjoyment from something. And then the next thing you know, they're making a living from doing it and they can actually bring back some money to their family, you know, maybe in a country that's uh, not as fortunate as some of the countries that, you know, I have the opportunity to visit. Mm. You know, we're really lucky in cities like Sydney and cities like Los Angeles, you know, and um, I've been to other cities, especially in third world countries where the kids are not so fortunate and they really have to work their way up and it instills a different attitude in them when they actually reach that level of accomplishment compared to maybe somebody that always expected it to be there for them, you know? And I won't name any names, but I'll definitely tell you that there are examples of that. Oh, for sure. And anywhere, I guess. Um, some of the, you know, the youth that come from Africa and stuff and end up having the opportunity to get a good education, you know, in, in Western countries and then actually go on to be a professional athlete, getting paid millions of dollars a year. You know, skateboarders are getting that, atti that attitude and also that the um, opportunity to do the same things. They're starting to be able to really take it to the next level, especially considering that now they're going to start, you know, incorporating skateboarding and surfing in like the Olympic Games and stuff like that. I was just about to ask that. Well, yeah. I'm not that pro Olympics, if you want to know the truth, only because of the fact that I think the IOC has a part in it and the IOC sometimes can be very greed uh, motivated. But I won't get into that right now. But I think in the long run is anything that's going to push skateboarding to the next level and give the youth opportunities to express express themselves and or make a decent living um it's beneficial so there's there's pros and cons to everything especially you know what's going to go down in japan with the olympics mm. and we'll see what happens we'll just see what happens you know and the the thing about politics and like religion stuff like that these very controversial topics that come up you know in my lifetime is that I concentrate on what I really know best and that's my experience and I don't really have an opinion on the politics and religious things, not in public. Yeah, you know, right. I have personal opinions on those things. But I, I can speak about what I really know and what I really know, I know House of Vans. There goes our bus right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know surfing, I know skateboarding, I know music. I, I, know, I know a lot about that stuff because I've lived it mm. and it's my passion. And um, to use it as a, an outlet you know, to reach the youth is really important because I carry a message and I carry a message of hope. I carry a, mo a message of strength. I carry a, a message of freedom. And the reason that I'm able to carry that message is because I still do it. I love it. I enjoy it. I get paid to do it, but I don't do it because I'm getting paid. Yeah. That's and so that's thing. what I want to share, you know, with the youth more than anything is just like, if you're doing it for the right reasons and you're having fun, then you deserve to get paid. hundred percent. And if you lose that spark and you lose that enthusiasm and you become real negative and you become one of those people that's just a hater, no matter how good things are, you still just have that bad attitude. There's no gratitude. Then maybe you shouldn't go in that direction. Maybe professional skateboarding is not really your passion or your path in life. I want to circle back to the question about the Olympics really quickly and just ask, like, I mean, the Olympics is going to bring a whole bunch of people like everyone for the most part, no skateboarding, but yes. the Olympics are going to bring skateboarding into like a light, which is, I would say, probably never really been seen before. Um, what do you think that's going to do to the culture? Do you think it's going to be positive? There are going to be more people skating? I think or? that if they treat it with respect, and I think that the, you know, the media has to realize that, you know, skateboarding is a hard activity to judge too, though. So yeah, the judging, true. they're going to have to figure out a way to judge it as fairly as possible. And I see like 
similar to what Vans is doing with the skate park series, I think that might be the best format to use as far as skateboarding goes. I don't really see street skating or any other format as easily contestable when it comes to having a fair um, result of competition. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking probably the best way to do it. And also for audience, you know, appreciation and, and involvement is to have that skate park set up, you know, to where they're in an arena, they're in there, everybody gets their runs or their two or three runs. They're judged on the best run. You know, there's different representatives from every country, mm -hmm. at least probably two or three women are involved. Mm -hmm. Definitely. They can't just For have sure. it be a men's thing. No way. It's got to have the ladies. Yeah. The ladies rip nowadays. They deserve <laughs> their time, you know, absolutely in the park. And, um, you know, yeah, I think they've really got to think about it and do it. Um, so that it appeals to the media but that's so it also appeals to the audience mm -hmm. and it takes care of the athlete definitely, you know, and not worry so much about the TV ratings and the money and all of the, you know, the things that are important for the rich getting richer kind of thing, because you know, that and, and disenfranchising like uh, third world cultures in order for the IOC to profit. I mean, that's a whole nother discussion, but you know, in the past there's been a bad, I mean, what happened in Greece, what happened in Brazil, what happened in China, like, you know, there's some things that need to be changed. For sure. You know, so they need to be conscious of that stuff. Um, my other question, I guess, was because it's going to be getting seen by so many more people. I mean, like skating, even though it has become so much more widespread, is probably still seen by a lot of people as undesirable and rough. Like, you know, we all see, <laughs> we all see a lot of videos of security guards and other people like, having a go at skaters in the street. And but shit. I think they sensationalize that too, though, because it doesn't always happen like True. that. True. But yeah. I guess I was going to ask, do you think that it's going to become more like it's more available for people to skate everywhere? Like, do you think there are going to be more parks going on? Do you think I would hope so. I think skate? that you need to give skaters their own sanctuaries. If you don't want them out, out in public being a public nuisance, I mean, there will always be hardcore skateboarders because I know I came from the streets, but at the same time, I'm a backyard pool skater too, which can be a nuisance to different, you know, communities. Pool cleaners. To people that own houses that have nice pools in the backyard <laughs> and you're in there skating their pool. I mean, you're doing damage to their, to their property. Um, skating will always have that rebellious nature there. You're not going to get rid of that. And I don't think that it should be completely extinguished, but I also feel that if you give somebody a sanctuary, if you give communities places to skate that are conducive to them expressing themselves and they feel safe there, but also at the same time, they feel like they can push their art form to the next level and, you know, be a part of something that's exciting, but I don't think you'll ever get rid of that kind of that, that rogue gangster pirate you know skate and destroy kind of image because it is part of skateboarding it is part of the ethos for some skaters including myself when i was young i think keep it progressing keep the progress going you know give 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 them a progressive environment to where they really feel like you're not just throwing them a bone hmm. like you're really working we're really working with them. Yeah. I think that's what we're trying to do here at House of Vans. We're giving the youth something exciting and fun to do. And it's and even though it's maybe just a pop-up thing, it's you got to understand if you can make like 10 kids, you know, if you can fuel their desire and get that fire of like enthusiasm to burn bright, those 10 kids turn into 100. Those 100 turn into 1,000. Those 1,000 turn into 100,000. So we're just lighting the fire right now. We're here to share with everybody and anybody that's interested 
in not only what skateboarding and music and art and, you know, all of these different facets of the skate community are about, but what Vans is about. Because mm. Vans, our mantra is off the wall. We want you to understand and feel the excitement and the energy and that pure 100% like we're stoked feeling of off the wall. And if you're smart, you'll show up with your Vans on too. I did. Make sure you wear your checkerboards. For <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. This is Solomon's on Sneaker. The only place for chats about what our guests are loving on their feet. I, I do want to talk about the shoes, actually. Um, I would say that, like, look, the Vans that you designed have become the skating shoe, 100%. But so few, so few people would actually know why it's so well-suited to skating. Do you reckon you could give us, like, a technical rundown on why the actual makeup of the shoe is, is so good for what it is? Um, the best thing about the Vans shoes from the day one has always been the gum rubber sole. The waffle sole that's made out of gum rubber is super, super good for skateboarding because of the contact and the feeling that it gives you when you're actually riding your board. But the other thing that's really good about Vans is that for the money that you put out for a pair of shoes, they don't just fall apart in a week or whatever. You know, it's like, um, I think basically it's a good product that's affordable, but that's a functional part of what skateboarding is supposed to feel like. It's sidewalk surfing. It's like, you know, when we're skating in bowls, we're skating in half pipes, when we're skating in skate parks, we want something that feels almost like we don't have shoes on, but that, but that they're a part of the board, you know, mm. that gives you that confidence, the confidence that you need to stay on your board and be able to not only get in and out of maneuvers, but do them with style and grace. If I was wearing a pair of basketball shoes or a pair of like, uh, you know, what are the boots they wear in Australia? The with the little oh, like an rm williams <laughs> yeah when well, you're wearing like the like, farm like boots. Yeah. yeah it's like you're not gonna be able to skate too good with those on you know what i mean it's just not gonna feel right you know i'm not gonna go out and skate in like something some kind of street shoe that like nick cave would wear or whatever i would rather have a <laughs> pair of vans on and i'm not dissing nick cave i love no, the no. guy you know and he's got great is. style he's got great style but not so much on a board no i couldn't um, imagine it yeah it, but, you know, the main thing is for Vans is is that we have something that involves form and function, and that's our Vans shoes. And the most classic era shoes as well as the classic shoes, the high tops, the, uh, the old school fashion with the side stripe, those are what work for us. Anything that can make it work a little bit better on top of the, where the shoe originally came from, more power to you. But for me, I like the classic style, the original. Vans in general have become so crazy widely popular, not just among skaters, but among well, you know, people. Well, they're a fashion that, icon as well as a skateboarding. Absolutely. Tool, I guess you know? what I want to know there is um, how do you feel knowing that people are wearing shoes that were originally designed for skating, even though they might not skate? You know, I have a lot of friends that are involved in fashion and uh, friends and family that are involved in fashion. And I try to take the best of both worlds, you know. I want to take something that looks good, but that feels good, but that's going to work good for skateboarding but i'm not going to leave my vans out of the equation mm. you know it's kind of like that old sticker that vans used to make it says man i need my vans you know and it shows yeah. the guy with the bloody feet his feet are all messed up and he just says man i need my vans well you know i think for me i got like six different skateboards they work for different things and in, in any different event they're like arrows i'll whip one out and i know exactly which one i need and the one that i even brought for this event from la i think is going to be the right one for, it's going to be the right tool for the job Shoes are the same same way. 
I think you need to have four or five different pairs of vans, man. And it's just like you got to know which ones are going to work for that day mm-hmm. and whip them out and use them, you know, and use them for, you know, basically not only to enhance your performance, but so that it kind of goes with what your theme is there for the day. Now, that might sound a little trendy and a little kind of too much thought into it, but it's not. You know, it's, it's about mood, too, though. But I'm not a slave to my moods. I'm going to have rhyme and reason to go with those moods. It's not just going to be just purely, purely because I'm in a certain mood and I feel like being whimsical. I got to really think about it and think of what's, what's going to work best for me in that situation. And I call that the quiver theory. I like that. Got to have more than one arrow, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I guess I want to go back to that thing about fashion that you said earlier, like that wearing vans sort of, you know, legitimizes an outfit. I've seen a lot of skate brands coming out and sort of saying that they don't like that certain people are wearing their clothes, like certain celebrities and people that don't skate. Mm. What's your take on people like appropriating skate fashion? The moment that you're judging somebody else is a moment that you will be judged too. So I think the freedom to express yourself the way that you feel, just like as in freedom of speech, that everybody should be able to express themselves according to what they feel is a personal part of their experience. So I personally would not, just because somebody doesn't skate or whatever, try and judge them. I mean, there are certain people that are perpetrators and that will use skateboarding to give themselves a certain level of street credibility. But it's best really not to get involved in those kind of arguments. You know, if somebody has something good to say about me personally, I know who I am. Flattery doesn't make me any better, but criticism doesn't make me any worse. So you got to kind of understand if you put yourself in that situation to where you really want to know who you are, then flattery and criticism shouldn't really affect you either way. So you got to remember that if you feel that way personally, don't subject other people to that either. And I think you have to give everybody the freedom to associate their art form with the lifestyle that Vans represents. Um, so I guess also you seem to be so busy all the time. Can you give us like an average day in your life at the moment? I'm not really that busy all the time. You know, I'll tell you because there are times and days where I've done like a lot of work on the road and I get home and I just, I get up in the morning, I go, I go surfing. I come back from home and, and you know, just kind of hang around the house, play with my, with my dogs. I have three little crazy chihuahuas that I that I'm like, you know, I'm the papa, you know, I'm the papa bear. I will hang out and, um, you know, listen to music or maybe play music for a while. I play bass guitar, but I also play a few different musical instruments that I enjoy. And I go to, uh, I go to rehearsal and, and rehearse with my band. We do shows. We play, we play live engagements all over the world, including especially in the Los Angeles area, you know, in California, all over the West Coast. Um, skateboarding to me, even though it's my job, it's something that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. So when I feel like I need to get out, um, a lot of times, which is really cool, is I'll go places, you know, just on my own and unannounced, of course. And I'll run into, like, kids, you know, or their parents will recognize me or something at, at a place skating, usually skate parks in L.A. and stuff. And they'll be like, you do know who that is? And then, you know, next thing you know is I, I'm meeting these little kids, you know, that are learning how to skateboard. And we're, like, taking photos together for their Instagram page and we're, we're just, you know, just doing really fun stuff, you know, and like, I just find that skateboarding is constantly doing for me what I could not do for myself. You know, it's just kind of like when I'm out there, just do what I do best, but like just having a good attitude about it and having fun. I find that something really cool always happens, you know? Mm. So in my daily life, it's just take it easy. Um, 
when I have time to really just be um, myself and just be a California kid like anybody else, go out and do that and be just a California kid, you know, especially in a city like Los Angeles. I'll always be a surfer. It's part of my uh, my spiritual, like, connection to to the planet, to the universe. You know, being a surfer is really important in my life too. So uh, those are my passions, and those are, like, definitely things that I hope um, I can contribute some sort of insight to other people that are stoked about it by just walking the walk and mm-hmm. just being involved in it and, and not trying to be, like, king of the hill. It's not about being the best one out there. It's about just being part of and um, you say you love surfing, and we all know you love surfing. But you just got here earlier today, so you haven't yeah. been surfing yet. But not what yet. are your favorite? Uh, what are your favorite Australian surfing spots? Oh man, I went to um, I went to Byron Bay one time, and it was pretty amazing. That that was a really amazing oh, spot. Yeah. And uh, I like surfing in cold water sometimes because it thins the crowd as well as makes the experience a little bit more challenging. So um, going down to Tassie is pretty interesting Ooh, too. Yeah. That would have been pretty gnarly. There's some beautiful spots in Tasmania. Um, I surfed. I, I got to surf Raglan's over in um, over in New Zealand. That was pretty amazing. That's a pretty crowded spot, but definitely a quality wave. And I I look forward to exploring because Australia is there's a lot of variety when it comes to what you can experience sure. as a surfer here. Um, but I would just like to give props to some of the most influential surfers. You know ever in the history of surfing and a lot of them are australian and one of my favorites is the late great um is midget farley from from manly beach um i really love um i've always loved wayne lynch he's an amazing talent uh, michael peterson ted spencer um, nat young can't leave nat young out of the equation um, terry fitzgerald the list goes on i love like a lot of australian surfers are very significant to my influence as far as style and attitude goes um, I would say uh, Rabbit Bartholomew, definitely a favorite of mine from the Gold Coast. The Australian surfers are not only prolific, but they're soul surfers. And they've always had to have an aesthetic for style. And um, I think they just, they do it for the right reasons. They they do it because they're they're real surfers. You know, it's in their heart, it's in their blood, it's in their genes. It's genetically a part of, of surfing. Um, the great, uh, the late great Duke Kahanamoku brought surfing here to Australia and the surfing community in australia picked it up and ran with it and look at where surfing's at in australia today i mean surfing loves australia it yeah. works both ways we've got plenty of space for it oh yeah yeah and, and it's just it's a healthy way to live your life if you really want something in your life that really gives you a feeling of like being alive you want to be alive paddle out and catch a wave well tony thank you so much for for being on board it's been such a pleasure talking to you and i hope you enjoy the rest of your stay thank you very much man appreciate it peace so there you have it, the first ever episode of Sneak Up. The Olympics are only a little over a year away. It's so great to have such an insightful opinion on both the future and history of skateboarding as a sport and a culture. Be sure to give Tony a sus on his socials to keep up to date with what he's doing. And while you're at it, chuck a follow to Platypus at Platypus underscore sneakers and Pedestrian TV at Pedestrian TV. And to stay in the loop on all things Sneak Up, don't forget to subscribe to the Pedestrian Podcast Network. Make sure to tune in next week. We'll be talking Aussie hip hop with Kite and Triple One. Until then, keep it sneaky.